years of rejoicing. Back in February 1990, when Nelson Mandela was released after 27 years in prison on Robin Island. There was wild jubilation, a huge sea of happy faces, and much hand waving and shouting. All of those seats at the end of two world wars in 
that will indeed be exalted, the hungry will be filled. She picked words that she must have heard for years and years before, as those two mothers, mothers three, shared their delight. She even repeated words from the Song of Hannah to celebrate the birth of Samuel so many years before. Later, much of Mary's song would be echoed when the adult Jesus began his teaching. Then he would warn the rich not to put their trust in wealth, and he would promise God's kingdom to the poor. All that Mary had heard done years had come to pass. In her song, she sang about the many others who were about to find out that for them there would be no room at the end of deliverance unless they accepted God's kingdom. I keep myself out of the story. 
purpose of being there was not to tell your own story, but that of the person or people whose plight you would happen. And that really struck, struck a chord with me. A word that is often associated with memory is ponder. After the shepherds tell their story, Luke recalls, Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. So we're pondering, as we just heard, had started even before the birth of her most precious son. I love that word pondering. I find it very calming and not to be mistaken for dithering. It's as though we've been given permission to slow down, to take our time, give ourselves some space to reflect without feeling guilty that we really should be getting on with something else. So, how about this morning that we take some highlights? from this song of Mary, Magnificat, as we also know it, and practice doing some pondering of our own. Perhaps start enjoying the short silence or reflection that we introduce at the end of each sermon time. Perhaps we should call it time for pondering. So we could start there, and we could continue through the week as we go about our daily tasks. So here we go. Ponder number one. As I said earlier, like Mary, we carry Jesus with us every day in the form of the Holy Spirit. Now, do we feel as a Christian duty that becomes fair? Or do we grasp it and give it honour with a fervent passion to share Him with others? Do we have passion in our faith? The ponder number two. When Mary and Elizabeth were rejoicing, John moved in Elizabeth's room. Do you think you might find an opportunity this week, or we might find an opportunity this week, to do something that will cause a movement in someone else? Something that will enable them to know that Jesus cares for them, cherishes them, and wants to be a full part in their life. There's no need at all for us to be fearful of this. Jesus provides the opportunity. All we need to do is offer ourselves as the vessel for which he does it. He will find the words. He will take away our fear. Okay, so far. So, ponder number three. 
surveys about what people have missed most about church during the pandemic identified singing as almost always being at the top of the list. So in our own time of rejoicing, what would we be singing out to God? What message of pure joy would he be hearing from our choice of song? Maybe we could each have a try at writing our own song of joy. Who knows what his talents might be with you? Have a go. And if you do it, he might want to come and share it. That would be lovely. So three things there for you to ponder all of this As at the time of the angel visit to Mary, we too are in difficult times. But like Mary, we can rejoice in God our Saviour. We can put the same trust in Him as Mary. We can sing out our praises with the same joy and humility as Mary. And may he richly bless each one of us as we ponder on his goodness and greatness and offer ourselves as willing vessels, just as men did. Amen.